This podcast is a production of Journey, a church community inspiring people to live big. For more information, please visit cincyjourney.org. Merry Christmas to you! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas to you! Now I suspect that some of you are not sure who I am. But my name is Saint Nicholas. And this is what I originally look like. I was born in 280 AD in a little village called Patera in Asia Minor, which is now modern-day Turkey. I grew, was born into a couple of parents who were very wealthy, yet very Christian. They loved the Lord, and they trained me up to follow Jesus. And following Jesus is what I did my entire life. As I grew up and became a teenager, my parents passed on. And I was left alone as a teenager. But they left me all of their wealth. I continued to follow Jesus and walk in his footsteps. And in the little church where we went to worship was in a village called Myra a seaport town. Unbeknownst to me that the presiding bishop, that's what they called pastors in those days, was getting ready to retire. And he had been praying about who should take over the church in Myra. And in a dream, the Lord spoke to him that the first person to come in the church on Sunday morning would be a young man named Nicholas and that he was to be the new bishop. Well, I went to church that Sunday morning, and I got there early, which was my custom, unlike some people. <laughs> and as I walked in the door, he turned and he said to me, Young man, what's your name? And I said, Nicholas. He says, You are to be the new bishop of the church. Well, at first I tried to refuse, but after much prayer and seeking the Lord, I answered the call God had on my life. And so I became the pastor, the bishop of the church in Myra. Well, being very wealthy and being young man and single, I often would bless the children with gold coins. I would reach into my purse and pull out my money bag, which was filled with gold coins. And then as children came by, why well, I would toss them a coin and give it to them. If there's any children that would like to come by, I'd like to toss you a gold coin right now if you'd like to have one. Any children would like a gold coin? Come this way. I promise it won't hurt you. Any, how about adult children? All right, here you go. You've got to catch it. All right, pass it on to the children who seem to be a little bit shy about collecting real money. <laughs> you must have trained them well. They are not greedy at all. Well, as I traveled through the villages, I was blessing my congregation. And many in my church were very, very poor people. I had one man named Demetrius 
who had three daughters who were coming to the age to marry. Well, back in those days, for a woman to marry, she had to have a dowry. In another word, she had to pay the man she was going to marry to marry her. Boy, I miss the good old days. <laughs> well, Demetrius was too poor to provide his children a dowry. So what I did was late at night, again snuck by the house, pulled out my bag of gold, and I tossed it in the window. Well, Demetrius was overjoyed to finally have a dowry for his daughter. And when his next daughter came of age, I did the same thing. Snuck by his house late at night, and I, as I looked in the window, I happened to know that they were drying stockings by the fireplace and shoes. So I tossed in the bag of gold, and it landed, believe it or not, right in that stocking. And that is why from that day to this, children hang stockings by the fireplace. That's the truth. When his third daughter came of age, I did the same thing. I traveled by late at night, but Demetrius was sneaky. He wanted to find out who his benevolent benefactor was. That means the guy who was being nice to him and giving him money. So he waited up all night to try and catch me. He had to do it for several nights because he didn't know what night I would come. So I snuck by the place late at night. And when I went to toss in the bag of gold, he grabbed my arm. And he said, Nicholas, it's you, it's you. And I begged him to tell no one. But what do you think he did? He told everybody. And that is why to this day people wait late at night to try to catch St. Nicholas as he comes by. Well, also in my congregation in those days was a young sea captain. And he was lost out at sea and a raging storm came up. And as that storm arose, he was praying, asking God to save him. And at that very moment, he had a vision that I was praying for him, which I was. And so, as he heard me pray, as he had that vision, all of a sudden the waters calmed. And from that day to this, I have also become the patron saint of sailors. Hmm. One day I was invited to the Council of Nicaea, which was a big gathering of all the church leaders. And as they gathered together, they were addressing the problems of heresy. On my way to visit that council, I stopped by an inn to rest. It was a long journey for me coming from Myra. And so as I rested, I was awakened by God in the middle of the night, who told me that the innkeeper was doing horrible things to children. So I went down and confronted he and his wife, and we took, they took me down into the wine cellar, and I saw that in barrels they had put children whom they were killing and serving up their bodies for food for their guests. 
So I prayed over those uh, children who were in those casts and making the sign of the cross, prayed for God to restore their light. And they came back and lived. And that's why I became the patron saint of children. Well, the story of me traveled around. Those sea captains went everywhere telling about the things I'd done. And as a result of it, they established eventually in the history of the church, December 6th, as the Feast of St. Nicholas. And they took my story to Europe, to Spain, to Germany. In fact, in Germany and in Holland and in France, I still look pretty much like this. I come riding in on a white horse, though. But when they took my story up to Norway, they gathered me up farther and farther north till they put me up by some place called the North Pole and gave me sleigh and reindeer. When they came to America, particularly those Dutch people, they came to New York City and they pronounced my name in the Dutch, Sinterklaas. And that is... St. Nicholas in German or Dutch. But in America, they changed it to Santa Claus, which is still the same thing, more from the Latin as the word Santa, like Santa Barbara, California, and Santa Monica means St. Barbara, St. Monica. And St. Claus, Claus is the shortened version of Nicholas. And that's how I'm still here today, blessing the feast. In the early days, there was very little uh, calendars kept up in the mountains in different places, and the feast of St. Nicholas would come and go. Both Protestants and Catholics claim St. Nicholas, as well as St. Patrick, but they forgot about the feast of St. Nicholas. So when Christmas Eve would come, they would invite me to come and tell the children the story of the birth of Christ. You see, I was known as a pretty good preacher in my day. In fact, a result of that is there are more churches named after me than any other person outside of Jesus and God. Well, so I would come and share with the children the story of Jesus, for he is the one who changed my life. And I would always begin this way. There were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. When, lo, an angel of the Lord appeared, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For born unto you this day in the city of David is a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a heavenly host of all the angels singing, glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth and goodwill toward men upon whom God's favor has rested. 
You see, Jesus Christ came into this world, died on the cross for you and I, that we might have eternal life. I accepted him as my Lord and Savior, and that's why I'm still alive after all these years. You know, being born in 280 A.D. is a long time ago. That's why I'm so white of hair. That's why my beard is so long. That's why my story has gone on for centuries. But make no mistake about it. Through Jesus Christ, I'm still alive. In fact, I'm more alive than I've ever been with him. And I will live forever. And if you want to live forever, then you give your life to Jesus Christ and you will always be here. You will always be around. For remember what Jesus said. Abraham rejoiced to see my day and was glad when he saw it. They said, how can you say that? You're not yet 50 years old, Jesus. And Abraham died in 2000 BC. He said, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus took Moses and Elijah up on the mount, or took his disciples up on the Mount of Transfiguration where they met Moses and Elijah. Moses and Elijah. Well, Moses has been dead from 1,500 years and Elijah for, for 800 years. How could they meet? Ah, oh, the reports of their death were greatly exaggerated. They're still alive. The Hebrew writer says, as he recounts all of those who died in the faith in Hebrews chapter 11, he goes and says at the end, and we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. I want to tell you something, my friends. You are surrounded today by all of the saints who have gone on before. Those who have died are still with us, and it's like we are in a stadium in this world fighting the fight of the good faith, and they're in the stands cheering us on. They're not dead. You can't kill a Christian. You can only change the place where he lives. You can only change his address. In Jesus Christ, we live forever. So know him. Live in him. Have your very being in him. And you will live forever. So I want to say to you, and to that young girl named Virginia, Yes, Virginia, there really is a St. Nicholas. I am a very real person who has lived on this earth and who lives forever with Jesus. But Jesus is our hope. He is our joy. And make no mistake about it, Jesus is the light of the world. And he is our best hope. So I hope you have a very merry, merry Christmas this year. And you make Christ the very center of it. For he is what it is all about. Not me. Him. I point you to Jesus. That's my story.
And I pray that his peace will be mighty upon you. So let me leave you with that blessing. The blessing of Nicholas. So bow your heads. May the Lord Jesus Christ fellowship with you always. May you know his grace and his mercy and his truth. May you feel the warmth of his presence, the tenderness of his love. And may in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, in the love of God the Father, through the Son, may you know that God is with you now and forever. Merry Christmas and God's blessings upon you all. Merry Christmas to you.